Attention, please. Eastern Airlines Flight 19, now ready for departure. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're entering the vacation kingdom of the world. There's enough land here to hold all of the ideas and plans we could possibly imagine. We call it Epcot. Will be our experimental prototype city of tomorrow. Welcome to another episode of the Retro Disney World Podcast. Taking you back to the vacation kingdom of the world, the way it was, and the way it is in your memories. All right, welcome to another episode of the Retro Disney World Podcast. This is episode 74, Vacation Planning. We're going to be taking you back to a variety of different vacation guides and how to plan your Walt Disney World vacation in years past. We've got some great stuff to talk about. Sitting in with me for this episode, Mr. JT Kuzier. How are you doing tonight, JT? I'm great. And this this pre-internet stuff I love because it's just so like... I, I, sidebar, uh, I always talk to my wife about their family vacations, and they would drive to the beach, mm-hmm. Carolinas, and they'd never book anything. They would Ooh. drive down the beach looking at the signs. And this is in like the early 90s. Yeah, yeah. Vac- no vacancy, no vacancy. Oh, vacancy. Let's go do that yeah. one. So I'm like, you know, this this non-planning or like non-internet planning Absolutely. really fascinates me. And some of these we're going to talk about are pre-VHS cassette planning, too. So... It's really it's amazing you knew the you, you knew the place existed. You got one brochure, <laughs> and you got to make a very large monetary decision. So, uh, coming in from the city of brotherly love, Mister Brian P. Miles, how are you doing tonight, Brian? Uh, greetings, salutations. I'm so excited to talk about this because I, you know, have been awash <laughs> in brochures and planning guides and travel guides yeah. and things like that that come in auctions and packaged with other things and i'm always fascinated by flipping through them and seeing how things were done and i planned yeah. some trips and as jt now calls it the uh pe or, or pi the pre-internet um you know there's, there's yes. bc or before the common era and ad and i guess we have pre now that's, a pre, that's pre-internet uh, we are unfortunately missing Hal Bowers tonight. He is uh, nursing a toothache that is extremely bad. So we wish him well, and hopefully after this, uh, that's recovered when he hears this episode, uh, or he is recovering. So uh, wishing you well, Hal. All right. As always, before we get to our main topic, uh, which as we mentioned at the top of the show, is vacation planning. Uh, JT, the mailbag. Uh, it's it's filled as all, filled as always. So much stuff coming coming in. So uh, what do we got tonight? Quite a potpourri of things, and uh, I'm excited for some of these actually. And some of them are, are you know, I like to throw in some, uh, we'll call it some, some easy ones. You know, something it's not, you know, stump the miles here or whatever you <laughs> want to call it. It's, uh, you know, we. Some of them people just ask a genuine question. And I think our listeners uh, appreciate a genuine answer. So this one's from Natalie, mm-hmm. and Natalie says, "Hi guys, I uh, have a question about the space or the area where Steakhouse Seventy One is now. And I know Brian was just there. Uh, was that space always a restaurant? I don't remember any kind of restaurant there before the wave. So uh, you guys can fight over that one because <laughs> it's it actually two different things. But Brian, I'll let you take it." Uh, for the first incarnation of the years that, uh, 
the Walt Disney World was open, it was a flex space. It was flex convention, meeting room, multiple use space there behind the check-in area on the ground floor of the, the contemporary. Uh, the most notable thing I can tell you that happened when it was flex space was in 1978, I think it was, the giant international congress of whatever that was there that Jimmy Carter came to. And that's where the famous picture of Jimmy Carter talking to uh, Disney CEO Card Walker uh, in front of the Epcot model uh, as they were introducing Epcot and telling the president all about Epcot. Uh, that photograph was actually taken in that room, in that space that's now uh, Steakhouse 71 and would become uh, the Fiesta Fun Center. That is correct, sir. <laughs> but it, it was a, a multi-purpose room before they cordoned off at least some of it for fiesta fun center and eventually all of it for fiesta yep. fun center and then fiesta fun center went the way of the dodo bird to make way for the wave uh casual dining location casual uh dining restaurant and then the wave begat uh steakhouse 71 just this past year so that is your answer so the space was always there from the time they dug the hole and put the walls up all right, Natalie also says uh, her favorite thing to do when the plane is taxiing out the runway heading to Disney is start one of our podcasts. It's just cool. So appreciate you listening, Natalie. That's awesome. I like that idea. That's kind of neat. A few times I have queued up in my little earphones there on my, uh, I still call my phone my iPod when I'm listening to music on it. Uh, but I have queued up the uh, opening strings of Soren and have attempted to time it <laughs> So that as the plane lifts off from the runway is when it goes. Like when you take off in Soarin'. So oh. I recommend you try that sometime and then put our podcast That's a good one, on. too. Yeah, that's awesome. Do, do you guys, I don't know, when maybe our listeners do this, too. I always want to fly out of Walt Disney World the right way to get a good view of the park. And as many times I've been down there and landing... It's never at the right time. The clouds are at the wrong way. Every now and then you're like, yeah, I can kind of see Epcot over there. But I'm sure everybody who uh, goes there is craning their necks, uh, you know, to look for that. Yeah, it's, that's how I always try to look. I don't usually catch anything. And I, I, I opt for an aisle seat. So that's part of it. You know, I like to be able to get up and move. Oh, so okay. I, I flew in at night uh, with a park view. Uh, sometime in the last year, maybe when I was down in November. Uh, but because I like to fly down after a work day in the evening so that I'm in town the next morning day. to get things started. I, 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 I try to avoid morning travel when I can. Um, so I have had the experience of flying in at night and being like, oh, look, there's the I drive and there's the fun spot and there's the Orlando mm -hmm. eye and. Then you can kind of start to say, okay, well, no, no, I can see, you know, usually I can see Epcot uh, more than anything else, especially now, especially now that they've done the Vegas yeah. thing to it. Where... <laughs> Anybody flown in and seen the fireworks? Uh, I yeah. have actually. I've seen fireworks oh, on go. the plane before. Yes. That's cool. Well, I actually saw them in Baltimore once of all places because uh, they were going off multiple places in, in the distance. Yeah. 
I'm trying to remember where else I saw. I know I've seen them there because, you know, flight times are normally an evening flight sure. after work. I'm taking off between 6 and 7 p.m., which brings me into Orlando around 9. So it's prime firework time to be. It's very neat to fly in above fireworks and see them going off yeah, beneath you. Yeah. Well, thanks, Natalie. Uh, and if you'd like to learn more about that space, uh, episode 47, A Room Full of Fun, is a, a episode to listen to. And we also had... Uh, listener dane i believe he dane asked about this episode as well and we sent that his way so episode 47 uh, is really all about that space fiesta fun center room full of fun uh just add something there to our list for our listeners too jt if if you if any of our listeners out there are looking for a specific episode like did you talk about world of motion or did you talk about uh you know the polynesian we have a, a web page uh, if you go to retro com and you go to the podcast menu there's a, a menu item in there called Episodes by Topic Slash Area. And they're all broken up by theme park, uh, Disney MGM Studios, resorts. I'm just looking at it here. Water parks, television specials, interviews about Retro WDW, and then there's a general. So if you go on there and if there's anything you're really looking for, uh, it's a great way to kind of you know just find if we ever did it before. And ones that we're, we know we're working on are marked with an X and they're not highlighted. So... You can kind of see what we what we're building and what we're working on uh, bring putting together for you. All right. So next up, this is another one, and I couldn't remember the answer. I had a vague idea. wasn't sure if this, but my re- memory served me correctly. This is from John. He says uh, his wife and I were riding Spaceship Earth on Saturday. That would have been uh, in January. Uh, when they got to the scene where the kid is selling newspapers, we both wondered, do audio animatronics uh, can only be seen from the back? Do they have faces? So that's his question. <laughs> and you guys tell me if I'm wrong. He does have a face, but uh, they turned him around because they thought it took away from the scene. And also there was something wrong with his face, right? Like somebody threw something at him or something like that? Or a variety of things, yeah. On the tour, we were told that their face was damaged, like the cheek. And their solution was to turn it around. Uh, on Twitter, several Imagineering types who are no longer with Imagineering indicated that uh, because it was a new audio track, uh, they did not want to spend the money reprogramming the animatronic, so they just turned it around. So, but, uh, except whichever I think answer they did, you want. They I, did change the kid because he used to be extra, extra, New York Stanley. You know, it was really loud and... <laughs> Civil War over. Yeah, and there was this, you, know, you could reach out and touch Even him. though nobody called it the right. Civil War, like they wouldn't have been yelling, so, Civil War So to the over. listener, you, you ask an interesting question because you're, you're asking about a an, an audio-animatronic figure that does have a face uh, and then was turned around for other reasons later on. Um, you know, without going up to some of these characters uh, and, and really looking at them, there weren't a lot of audio-animatronic figures that didn't face the audience. In fact, that's one of the very few, if, if the only one that I can think of. And I'm sure a listener is going to go, hey, there's another one out there. Um, and I'm really trying to think about if there, if, if, if there is even one. Um, we know for a fact from pictures of Horizons and other things, when legs and other body parts weren't needed they certainly didn't mold those um you know the father and carousel progress i hate to tell you he's got nothing from the waist down he's basically held up by aluminum pole <laughs> you know so uh i hate to uh, uh, i know i'm so i'm ruining aren't aren't, aren't we all uh, Todd? Yes. <laughs> they're he's made a, from the same material of the space shuttle he's a, <laughs> forest <laughs> he's, he's he has festivus 20 24 7 right 
Um, so yeah, sorry, sorry to break some of these 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 wonders of magic here. One uh, thing that I actually didn't do that, and I heard you heard of it, but I never had it happen. I rode Spaceship Earth with Brian, and Brian pointed out who everybody really was. Oh like, yes. <laughs> You know, like where? They, so now I go through it, and I like, you know, you almost like, hey, there's, you, there's yeah, you almost in, can't, you, know? you almost can't avoid it. Or I'm like, you see the uh, the people playing the music there, and you're like, there's the Carousel of Progress, Dad, yep. playing the harp, harp there, or whatever. Yeah, Abe Lincoln is pounding there's Andrew papyrus. Jackson, there's Andrew Jackson with that medieval haircut. <laughs> you're just you like, know? oh, just stop. It's like, yeah, yeah, you don't even know it until you know you it. You have to, you have to, you have to suspend that belief, take it away, get it out of your head, JT. It's, it's, it's I know. Thing, so. Um, so yeah, well, if anybody has any information on any other audio animatronics they can think of that did not face uh, you, uh, let us know because I'm I'm gonna rack my brain and think about this. This is how I'm gonna go to bed tonight, um, trying to think about this. So, but don't forget a lot of the a lot of the sets could be seen different angles too. And Disney, as much as they want to cut costs, they also did want to cut the experience. All right. Well, thank you for that one. Uh, hopefully you had a good trip down there. The next one here is from Marianne. Marianne uh, reached out to us about this episode, and she actually sent us a, a bunch of ephemera from uh, trips from 1976 and 1983. Even uh, her, I think it's her in-laws, uh, they, they even saved, uh, actually she didn't, yeah, it is in-laws, sorry. They even saved their uh, airline boarding passes. So she sent us some photos and things of that. Uh, we appreciate that. Lots of good uh, good stuff in there. The vacation guide from the Tencennial. Uh It's it's interesting to look at this stuff. But yeah, we'll add it to the uh, to, to the show notes right here. Yeah, that'll be in there. And she says thanks for putting out a great podcast. Uh, keep up the great work. We look forward to what's to come from you guys at uh, Retro WW. So thanks for all those great pictures and uh, this. She got the the world passports, everything, Eastern Airlines, the whole deal. Yeah. I mean, it's, I would love to sit down and read these in 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 high high resolution. So yeah, we're gonna, we might have to get these get these scanned in. So Magic Kingdom for the holidays. Well, we're going to talk about this in a few minutes. So we got a lot of stuff to go over. This is fantastic. All right, la- last one because we got a big episode here. This is from Bill. Uh, Bill uh, reached out. He was a college program during the fall of '94. And uh, Pleasure Island was busy promoting their New Year's Eve celebration for December. We're back to New Year's, Brian. Uh, the two big acts he remembers on the digital readout, Cheryl Crow and Hootie. Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish. All yeah. oh, I want to be with you. And he also says, on a side note, they expanded the West End stage at Pleasure Island uh, that opened up in September 94. He remembers this because his cast members were uh, had free entry to Pleasure Island Till, and the final act to play on the expanded stage on September 28th was David Lee Roth oh. coming off of his... Uh, Did he jump? Uh, he, le- uh, he was out of Van Halen at this oh, point. This would have been uh, solo, if I, if my memory serves me correctly. Yeah, D- yeah, yeah. DLR was... Uh, uh, you know, the, I don't even know one. <laughs> so I can't think of one right now, but... Uh, well, all of his solo hits were covers. Uh, he did Just a Gigolo and... California girls. California girls. Yeah, yeah. Those his solo hits were were like covers, and 
They were terrific covers, by the way. I no, mean, they were. They were my, my grandmother had the 45. California Girls on one side. I had a 12-inch. Oh. Um, you know, like the full, uh, what would they call those? EP, yes, extended yes. plays, where it, it was like a full, looked like a full-size 33 and a third record album, but it only had like four songs, two on each side. Of DLR? David wow. Lee Roth, yeah, with California Girls and Just a Gigolo and a uh, great picture of him standing in uh, water on the front, the <laughs> California Girls cover, <laughs> like standing in a like Caribbean Sea or a California water, I guess it's supposed to be. The, uh, we were talking concerts anyway. the other day. I actually saw him in concert twice, but I saw him with Sammy Hagar, the heavyweights of rock. They, they battled it oh, off, yeah. and that, that tour only lasted about six shows. I saw show one, the best of the best with both of them, so... There you go. It was a good good show. Yeah. So that was uh, Bill. He says, uh, love the podcast from up here in damp Willamette Valley of Oregon. So thank you, uh, Bill. I'll be flying over you in a couple of months. So There you go. And uh, that's going to close up the mailbag. I do want to give a uh, shout-out, though, to um, or or a little, little reminder to our listeners if you're looking for that. Uh, vintage or uh, classic Disney audio, uh, all high def, all stereo. Head over to Spectra Radio. Thursdays, there is our retro WDW throwback uh, radio. And uh, any other time, he's got a great schedule going on with uh, lots of good music and stuff. It's fun to just, and it's free on the app and all that. So uh, check out Spectra Radio. If you'd like to write us, though, and end up in the mailbag podcast at retrowdw.com. That's how you reach us. You can send us a message on socials as well. Uh, but email's probably the best way to get a get a response and get a, a direct uh, direct into the mailbag. All right, gentlemen. Well, it is time to roll back the clocks and talk a little bit about vacation planning. And the reason I say roll back the clocks is we're going to take a trip back into the 70s and then really quickly jump into the 80s on this. And first of all, before we get that, you guys have all planned a trip down there. But have you done it as what we coined tonight in the PI era? Did you pour over that paper and send in your deposit and wait for that stuff to come in the mail? Well, by the time we planned our first trips, well, I know my parents used a travel agent. Okay, yeah. For our 1987 trip, okay. which we'll talk about travel agents yeah. and Disney's own travel agency, etc. Uh, but when I did my first trip in 95, internet travel, like making your own internet travel plans, had not really become the thing yet. Like it was, you didn't still, I mean, by the mid-90s, you were still not booking your own hotel rooms or regularly. Or flights or anything, you, yeah, yeah. Right, like that That was still uh, in the infancy age of, and I'm not really sure when that took off. I more the 2000s. Yeah, there were systems in the 90s run by American Express for corporate bookings, and you could do that stuff in the in the, the mid to late 90s. But the and if you remember on CompuServe, like <laughs> yeah. 1980s yeah. services and AOL, there were I especially run with CompuServe. You could make a reservation. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you could buy a ticket. Maybe you could, but you could make a reservation. Like we could make a reservation for Todd on this flight to Orlando, uh, where they would hold the seat until they were ready to ticket yeah. it at and some point. And the ticketing could be done mail. I remember buying a ticket once over the phone with the airline, and you'd call up multiple airlines and find out multiple flights and write them all down and find out the best price and the best time. 
And I remember once they said, well, we for some reason, they, I needed the ticket faster. Uh, they said, we can't ticket you, but you, you can drive to the airport, this airport, and pick yeah. it up. And I had to go to the airport and pick up a ticket. The, the first flight I ever paid for, booked myself, was to go to the United Kingdom, was to fly to London mm-hmm. in, uh, I don't remember, it was 94 or 95. Um, but to visit my friend for three weeks over there. And I remember driving to a travel agency with my, I think, cash in hand uh, and sitting at the travel agent's desk and her picking out my flights with me. And you'll go on this flight. And we picked my seat and smoking or non-smoking at that time. (laughs) Uh, And I paid for the ticket there. And I remember back then it was like $500 round trip. Yeah. Which inflation calculator wise now would, uh, you know, this was in coach. Yeah. Uh, you're probably talking thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars And we're going to need that inflation calculator tonight. So JT or Brian, either one of you, get get that handy. Uh, JT's yeah. the man now. He's taken the mantle from me over the, over right. the years on the show. Well, let's talk a little bit. So, so JT, did you, did you plan anything in the PI days? Here? Like <laughs> no, I was in middle school, man. I didn't do that. Oh, so I, I will sorry. say, though, now I remember now – Booking with Disney was always a phone call. Like, you know, you yes. had to call and... one four zero seven wd That. And then uh, I remember one trip... No 800 no, 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 no. No, they were not giving you a free call. No. Because you might be waiting on that for an hour plus. We, uh, you know, my mom, I remember we, we were trying to book a, a week at uh, the Fort Wilderness, the, the homes. This was before they were the mm. cabins, the Fleetwood homes. And my mom was, you know, I got home. I'm like, did you do it? And she, this was like seventh or eighth grade. And she said... Uh, <laughs> She said, I only got two days. I'm like, what do you mean, I got two days? You know, and they they didn't have any other availability. So she had to call every other day and they see, hey, we got another opening for you. And then like one day it was like she told me, she goes, I got the rest of them. So it was like, you know, it was a a process. It was a process. It was a process. It was why travel agents existed and were a big career back then. Um I know we're going to talk about how some of this was done, but a memory I had as you guys were talking in the opening, and I want to mention the phone number now, the, the, why, why people, why there was mail-in things that we're going to talk about. Yep. Uh, the phone calls, like making a long-distance call, if you've ever watched the movie E.T. and the, hello, Uncle Ralph, and he hangs up in the long-distance phone commercial that's on TV in the background in E.T., like long distance calls were obscenely expensive. Yeah. And it was until, based on distance until too. the 1990 and distance. Yeah. So if you were calling Florida, like it was like 30 cents, 30, I mean, 40 cents even, a minute, something like that. Two bucks a minute, yeah, yeah. three, but like, like you got the impression that if you made a long distance call, it was like a week's salary. Yeah. So you had to call after 9 PM for cheaper rates. I don't know why <laughs> it costs less money for them to connect you. Uh, presumably the, the 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 load on the lines when business wasn't being conducted on the east. Oh, the switchboard in space ma- uh, and in spaceship Earth is a lot less busy at nine ten. <laughs> no, I'm just mean anywhere. <laughs> I know, like, I know. That I'm used joking. to be the deal anywhere was if you called after Absolutely. nine p.m. Absolutely, yeah. The, the, it was you know twenty cents a minute instead of two dollars. Yep. yep. So you had yeah you Brian as you pointed so, out you had oh, go ahead. See mailed in mail mail yeah, right you ahead. had mail and. Here's a really interesting thing. We're going to talk about some of these different guidebooks that and, and, and vacation planners. Almost all of them have an address, and a lot of them have their magazine print, but in the center there's a matte finish print 
pull out with something you can check off and write in and send your deposit. Yeah, and, either and a card or a uh, what we would call self-mailers, like a, like a exactly. tear-off envelope that you could fill the thing out. And, and look at this gentleman. This one here, I, mean, I know we can't, we'll post the image, but just the last page. And it, look, it's got a photo of a gentleman dropping it in, it in the, the mailbox. Mail. And this was for dinner and breakfast activity reservations, which we're going to talk about. So because we're talking about vacation planning, prior to the Walt Disney World company establishing the Walt Disney World Travel Company, which I forget the exact year it was established. Uh, you know, going to the Magic Kingdom was much like going to Disneyland where it was, uh, you know, you go for a day or two or, and, you know, people would travel down there. And it, there wasn't this vacation idea just yet, right? It was still people coming in for two or three nights experiencing the parks. And I think that's pretty accurate based on some of the films that we have right it really were right. one or two night stays nobody was coming to you know they might golf they might do some stuff but not until the advent of uh, river country and and lake buena vista shopping village did you start to make it a real true vacation destination that needed more than a hotel and an airline right and and, and, right. and theme park tickets because what we know is most of those visitors in the 70s did you know, maybe two days at the parks. Right. And then they might hit Cypress Gardens. Once SeaWorld opened, they might do SeaWorld for a day. Oh, we got something coming up a in SeaWorld here in a and, minute. Yeah. And as you know, there were a lot of them, uh, we know from the films, ended up in St. Augustine uh, or somewhere along, uh, at, at uh, Kennedy Space Center, uh, somewhere on the beach. Almost always the vacation began or ended at the beach. And some kind of wildlife park, a lion safari, the monkey jungle, the tiger village. Like there were all these, some of which are still around right? in, right. in Florida. Exactly, exactly. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to, you know, I look through a lot of the things that I have in my archives here and things we've got online. And the, the mid-70s really weren't exciting for vacation planning. So what I want to do is we're going to dial this back to 1980 and just by happenstance... The first thing I had, and I didn't even know I had this, I found it last night in my pile, was the brochure my mother wrote in for our vacation. And the, and the actual plans. And I found, I'm like, this is my mother's writing, and as well as the vacation world guide. So I'll show you guys here. It's just this, this was the brochure she did some of the planning from. It says Villa yeah. Vacations. And then uh, along with it, with her writing, was in this as well, which is the what we're familiar with, an 8.5 by 11 Walt Disney World Vacation Guide. Now, these were really broken up into two things. You had the brochures and you had the vacation guides. And the vacation guides existed, wow, up until about 2000. They were anywhere from 30 to 50, 60 pages uh, highlighting every resort, all the fantastical things you could do, dining opportunities. Uh, and they often had a page in the back uh, for packages and, and things. And we're going to get into those packages. Um, so let's put ourselves in the mindset I, I oh, just want to, as an aside, yeah. we'll do a little re Reader's Digest inset box here unrelated to this. Absolutely. Magazines had these too. Anytime you went through Boy's Life, Hunting World, Life Magazine, well, not so much Life, but any kind of household or special interest magazine, there was a card, a, a self-mailing postcard in the back, usually postage paid. Right where there were boxes you could check off. So like each ad in the magazine, it was like, uh, it, let's say it was a hunting magazine and there was a, like a camouflage manufacturer. 
check box 53 for more information. And then the next thing would be maybe a, a, a bow manufacturer, a rifle manufacturer. Yeah. Check box 57. And then in the back, there would be this postcard. Yep. With literally like 70 boxes and you could sit there and fill your name and address in, check the boxes off of the stuff you're interested in. And then like you'd start getting mail from these companies. It was a great way uh, to get a mailing list if you want a cool catalog. Yeah. Was, and that I was really that. common. I forgot about that. I, those, I right? remember I remember it in computer magazines oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, the computer magazines, like there'd be advertising different software on different pages. And, and, and how brilliant and is that? You, and, you get a clearinghouse to take care of the postcard coming in. They do all the mailing. They do all the data entry for that back then and, and handle. And it helps with the ad sales too because you're if you're selling advertisements for the magazine, you're sure. going to say, hey man, we had 700 people right. request brochures for this uh, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego right. program last month. So, you know, so Broderbund, you should buy more advertisements. Absolutely. Uh, what we should like, also co- talk about is that these catalogs that you may have ordered when they came, they were sometimes uh, 8.5 by 11 folded over, stapled, glossy, like a Harriet Carter or a... Um, Johnson Smith catalog. I know pop, right. a lot of people are going, what the heck? Harry Carter is still around, but not like it used Harry to be. Harry Carter still exists. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but what was always in the center was not the glossy. It was the plain paper with the order form on it. So yep. here we are in 1980. It's very common, as Brian pointed out, magazines I, I with think, these mailers. I think, the, I think the L.L. Bean catalogs still they have might, the center. They might still out. have I it. Okay, yeah. I know I know the Vermont Country Store does. Like okay. A few of them still come. Come with that. With a thing that you can pull out. Put your money order in there. Some of them even yeah. form like an envelope. You don't even have to get your own envelope. It's just it's put postage yeah. here. Um, now, so it was very common, as Brian pointed out, magazines, catalogs. Uh, so what's Disney going to do in these things? They're going to put that centerpiece in there and get you. So putting ourselves in this mindset of 1980, we're either going to make phone calls, we're either going to go to a travel agent, and we're going to pour over the only information that we have, which is the brochures that the travel agent handed us. Okay? So I happen to have here for 1980, 1981, it is the, the what we call here the Villa Vacation Guide. And this Walt Disney World Travel Company was already established by then. And it's amazing how thorough it was back then. It wasn't just come down, you get theme park tickets and a hotel room. Um, JT, you'll like this. They have what they call good time features. And we're going to talk about good time features back in 1980. I was just uh, thinking this because I'm noticing, comparing to now, like if you go into a room now at Disney, you get that book that's always in every Disney room, and that's that's right. about it. Whereas back then, there was so much literature, so many books, and it's because you couldn't just Google everything. You had to rely could, right. on this stuff. You And you had to go to your travel agent or you know or pick this stuff up. Um, and they have sample fa- airfares on the back, which we'll talk about in a little bit too, because this was sponsored by Eastern. You know, Eastern was their... The travel. So let's talk a little bit about general conditions here before we get into it. And remember, this is uh, this is Lake Buena Vista, the village um, plans, because that's that's where my parents chose to go. So I don't have anything from the other ones, but we're gonna, we're going to talk about other resorts later. Um, so they talk about um, uh, you know meals are not included, all applicable taxes are included, no refunds um, for unused tour features, cancellations, one night would be assessed. Uh, Airport uh, reservations aren't required. They talk about airport transfers. And uh, my mom's got some notes in here that the car rentals would be um, would be national car rental. We're going to talk about in that minute, too. So they go with drop charges, all this great stuff, and then they have check-in time. So it's just the, the general idea. But then we open this up. Look at this, John. It's, it's like you got to put this out on your kitchen table and pour over it, right? 
And you, know, you need your time, man. It is, you yeah. You're going to spend your time and read this. So you have an option of, of uh, let's see, four, six different options here. And it, it, they, it ranges from two nights to seven nights. There's no package name. And they all have good time features. If you notice, gentlemen, the two nights starts pretty sh- sparse. And by the time you get to seven nights, it's pretty filled with the things you get. There's no comparison. You have to sit here and read through each package and draw a conclusion of what you're getting. Um, because my parents chose this and because it ha- it is the most inclusive and make fun of me all you want. Um, <laughs> this is the beginning of my gold key, I guess. I don't know. This is what my parents got. They seven nights here. Okay, so we get the good time features. Included is a round trip transfer from Orlando uh, Airport um, or... A rent-a-car. And, and there was an additional charge for that. And we'll talk about it now. It's hardly anything. It was amazing. So you already... So you got Magic Express pretty much. Uh, Magical Express happening. Or a rental Seven car. Nights. What's that? Or a rental car. Or a rental car, yeah. And, and there was a little upcharge in the rental car. Not much. We'll talk about that second. You got seven nights accommodation in the villa of your choice. Uh, you got use of the uh, Lake Buena Vista Club facilities, including tennis courts, swimming pool, golf courses. But the green fee weren't included. So similar to what we have today. Lots of baiting um, and switching here, I'm noticing. You can get a rental yeah, car, yeah, yeah. but wait, there's more more yeah, charges. Uh, unlimited use of the shuttle bus service between Lake Buena Vista and the Magic Kingdom for eight days. Um, unlimited use of the transportation center system. And remember, that was you still had to pay to ride the monorail. Uh, and I forget when that was, but this is pretty close. Even if you were a resort guest? Uh, well, no, not resort not, guests usually got a pass. If you got the pass, um, and some didn't. If you only but, spent a hotel night, you didn't have a pass. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that stopped until Epcot opened. Right. I think that's when they stopped with the transportation tickets. Now here's where it gets really interesting: seven nights, eight days. You get three days admission and unlimited use of all the attractions in the Magic Kingdom, with the exception of the shooting gallery. Three days out of seven. Then you get one admission to the Walt Disney World Cruise, which stops for a visit at Discovery Island. And my mom has a note, leaves every hour on the hour from the Magic Kingdom dock, in case you were wondering. You get one villager coupon booklet per person that includes one lunch and two Discovery coupons. There's no, nothing I can find out what a Discovery coupon is. But here you go. <laughs> you get a day trip to two of the following attractions kennedy space center cypress gardens circus world or sea world including transportation um and general admission lunch not included so there's that good neighbor thing yeah. in place this is how i got to sea world i just figured this out the other day you also got one day's admission to the river the walt disney world river country attraction or one lunch in the walt disney world magic kingdom you got a dinner at the walt disney world village restaurant Daily housekeeping service and hotel tax was included. You guys picked the lunch over River Country, didn't you? I I have a feeling that is what happened, and I got to go back in the pictures now. I'm trying to figure out where we ate if there are photos of that. But probably with Little Oscar. That's right. So JT, yeah, the rent a car says uh, minimum age was 21, so that's gone up a little bit. But it was a Buick Skylark or similar, and I, I got to send you a picture because I have a photo of the car we rented. What is this yellow bumblebee car that I'm driving here with? It looks like a fine uh, brown <laughs> vinyl interior and hubcaps. <laughs> I, I, 
this this ruins Chevy for me. This era, any <laughs> any car. This, um, the panel gaps are huge. The chrome is oh, is. All, I mean, the the hubcaps. It's, it's a. It's rusting. It's probably only 30, thirty. You know, like thirty weeks old. You know, it's a citation. A Chevrolet Citation. uh, The back looks like it was designed by Renault or something in France, doesn't it? Well, so it was that whole era where they were trying to shrink the size of cars because of the late 70s oil, second oil crisis. And um, it was a new thing for American car makers to start trying to make small cars. So they were like faux European, uh, hastily designed, uh, but... I always remember because I was alive at the time in the commercial Chevy Citation. <laughs> so I'll have to see if we can find one of those on YouTube or something. Well, yeah, uh, that would be. But my friend, my friend Matt's grandmother uh, had a Citation, and what I remember most about it is she couldn't see it good out of one eye. So if you ever drove with her in it, uh, half the time you'd start to end up in another lane <sighs> before she would jerk herself back because she she couldn't see that well. But yes, the Chevy Citation. I can tell you in 1988. We had a rental car included with our travel agent planned trip. Uh And uh, I don't remember the agency off the top of my head. But when we got there, it was a uh, Oldsmobile Calais. Calais, wow. And uh, it was a a small, for for our family of five, uh, it was a relatively small vehicle. (laughs) I don't even know what that, I have to look that up. yeah, it was it was not a uh, it was it was not around long because we went in January of '88 and it was a it was around uh, under that name from '85 to '87. So it was a <laughs> these cars I can't even think. <laughs> I know, Todd. Todd just just uh, some fun facts. Uh, yeah. c- coming in with your Chevrolet Citation, 13 inch wheels, a 90 horsepower four cylinder, and upgraded <laughs> for 1980. It did have front and rear stabilizer bars. So oh well, uh, that yeah. nice ride over the I four on that. <laughs> Tell them what they won, Jimmy. <laughs> it really helped on the speed bumps at the Polynesian. Oh Let me tell you, the handling gosh. was terrific around the curves. It, it promptly didn't be run again. I feel like those were one rental and they threw it in the trash. That's, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Maybe you squeeze two. Yeah. Oh, man. So, four adults. Two-bedroom villa. Your choice. Whichever villa you want. Four adults per person. $273. If you want the rental car, $8 upcharge for person. So it co- and then the kids were uh with 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 a rental car were 4950 each. It's $900 per adult in today's money. Today. Today. So there you go. But pretty, it includes pretty your good admission deal. and has it is a pretty good deal. It includes your admission and everything, right? So that's the first one that we've got and, and like I said, I it's kind of neat because I found what my mom booked, and uh, I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Um, from that same era is the Walt Disney World Vacation Guide, and and again, this has that paper insert, gentlemen. But I wanted to go over something interesting here called the dinner and breakfast activity reservations, and and this is a way that when you were going through this, you you may have already booked before. But it was a way for you to get to do something else. So on this, the dinner and breakfast activities. JT, what do you think we would have on the dinner and breakfast activities here in uh, in 1980, 81? Let's see. Actually, what's the copyright exactly on this? 1980. Like an activity? Like there was like a show or something? Or? Yeah, dinner and breakfast activities. I would guess like a di- one of the dinner shows. But for breakfast, uh, other- Melvin the Moose? 
It wasn't Melvin the Moose. So we, you had, you're right. You had the hoop-de-doo musical review. You had the Polynesian the review. The Luau. Yeah. yeah, the Luau Polynesian review. And then this one, which I have not. And maybe, Brian, you know more about the food. It's called Breakfast a la Disney. Well, Todd, you should because you had that meal oh. when you were at Disney. Uh, we've got film footage of you enjoying this meal and photographs. Uh, that was the first character breakfast ah. held on the Empress Lily. That is so cool. This is all. This is really neat that I found all this stuff and we're pulling it all together. So that's what I had breakfast a la Disney. He's got to redo the whole spreadsheet now. <laughs> I, it's, it's totally got to be done. Right over. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Thank you, Brian, for filling in that that void and gap in my life. I'm I'm going to recreate. Well, you this enjoyed trip. scrambled eggs and bacon. Yes, you and, remember uh, the film better than I do. Yes. I got a well. I'm just I remember the menu. We have the booklet there on our site, the 1980 81. That's right. And right. JT, I had one, and I do remember the bacon eggs because it's in the film. Yeah. Well, your Empress Lily character breakfast. Uh, I have the. From our booklet here, dated December 10, 1980, Todd. So oh. we know exactly what was on the menu when you were yeah, there. Yeah, I, I was there in October, uh, so it got to be practically the you, same thing. You, that was $5 for an adult and $4 oh. for children. It includes a gift for children. Maybe that's okay. the pennant. That would be, that would be the <laughs> pennant and maybe the pin. The, yeah, yeah, the pin I got that, yeah, and the, the sticker that they gave. Now, mine was included, so I didn't pay the $5, but it was included. All right. Well, <laughs> in any event, the Empress Lily character breakfast. I can tell you one thing you didn't have, Todd. You didn't have any Mickey-shaped waffles. No, no. They had scrambled eggs, Every- cereal, mm-hmm. orange juice, mm-hmm. hash browns, oh. bacon, yeah. Danish pastry. They probably didn't eat that. Milk. Milk or coffee? Now, here's what I love about this. Let me tell you how smart the Dick Nunes-led Walt Disney well, World was. Every component of that is part of this complete breakfast, too. It's not just. It's not just that. It's not just that. It's not just the recommended breakfast from the uh, from the Ed from Council. the food yeah. pyramid. <laughs> there's no pancakes. There's no French toast. There's no waffles. That means there's no syrup, syrup. and that no means sticky cleaning kids. up. Yep, is that means cleaning up after this breakfast is fifty times easier. Then cleaning up after you don't want sticky stuff on Goofy and Minnie and all that stuff and no. cleaning up everywhere. A hundred percent. Yep. A hundred percent. That's brilliant. So, brilliant move. Brilliant. So no no syrup, no, no, uh no breakfast uh well, grit griddled items. This is great. Now I know what I need to eat on my next trip down there. I'm gonna put this all together. <laughs> we're we're learning things about cars and, and all sorts of stuff. So. If there's a citation for you to drive in the whole state of Florida, I will be floored and I will come if you down can, there. If you can get we, me one, I'd love to I, drive it. We'll, I, we'll I recreate the route. We'll take it over to SeaWorld. If there's one even uh, existence in the East Coast, I will be blown <laughs> away. Well, I think there's one in the existence in the East Coast, but there are car models out there that you see that are survivors. Sure. Yes. And then there are ones that have vanished from the roads for many decades. And the Citation uh, and the Chevette and all those other small. The Vega. Even the Cavaliers. All those small Chevys that they built back then. Uh, you just don't no. see. They, they, were not, they were not built to exceed 100,000 miles. So. Todd, I will go down just to be a pace car because you'll break down on this. <laughs> you'll, you'll need the you lift. Just, just tail behind me yeah. really close because Pick, I might need a bump. Picking up the parts started. as they fall off. That's the... Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's move on a couple years. We're going to accelerate here to 1988. <laughs> not too quickly because we're in a not citation. Not too quickly. The citation may not make it. So, gentlemen, I, I have this one from 1988. This is very nondescript on the front. Look at this. Just Walt Disney World vacation information. 
And this contains a lot of great stuff. It's got accommodations, vacation packages, payment plans. We're going to talk about payment plans, admission prices, uh, dining, and then it's got, of course, the reservation forms. So this is post uh, Grand Floridian. And this is about the time that they really started to confuse you a little bit on different packages. Um, but I, I know, JT, there's one in here that you're going to like. So the standard one that they always that they tried to push on you was the uh, uh, the World Adventure Package. There's only real two packages here. And you got uh, with the World Adventure Package, you got your uh, night's accommodation because it was, it was available for five, six, or seven nights. Um, you got six, seven, or eight days unlimited admission. Um, you got unlimited use of all Walt Disney World recreational activities and facilities. Now, what's interesting is that does that include the speedboats? It's really interesting here that they didn't, it doesn't really say anything in there. Um, and then uh, you got breakfast, lunch, and dinner at a wide variety of Walt Disney World restaurants, all gratuities included. So this vacation plan, World, Ad- World Adventure, was the start of what we'll talk about is the gold key and the gold key was a magic kingdom club plan which we're going to talk about in a few minutes because it's at the same time so for people who said that the magic kingdom club plan was only through the magic kingdom club there was this one and then here you go jt you're gonna love this 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 is right up your alley this is the grand plan okay (laughs) where do you think you'd stay on the grand plan in 1988 uh the Grand Floridian wasn't open yet, was it? It was. It was. Oh, it was. Okay. That's the year it I thought it was 89 or 90. Okay. Yeah. And that's why it says reservations are being accepted for vacations beginning on or after July 1st, 1988. It includes everything in the World Adventure. Plus, you get room service, excluding alcoholic beverages, fast food from all permanent and temporary food wagons, except those located in the theme parks. Where would round that trip be, then? airport round trip airport transportation yeah i don't know i don't know where you're going to find a popcorn vendor on like the side of the street you know maybe uh well well no it would be the uh, village the village mar- village marketplace the, the village. river country you know or maybe at some of the resorts yep yeah. round trip air, air, airport transportation and and jt this one's for you because you and the wife can go out uh babysitting in room and at the mouse house maximum six hours per day was included man you could just leave them there every day you got robe, flowers, fruit basket, magazines, coffee service, turndown service, and newspapers, including private golf and tennis lessons, use of the health club, a separate private check-in area, valet parking, stroller and wheelchair rental, and the kicker, use of a VCR rental camera. <laughs> that is a lot in the grand plan. What'd that run you? Well, we're gonna we're gonna find out here in a little minute in a minute here. So let's see. Bob, I now you're going your in the life away on that camcorder. All right, so Brian, what are you going to take? You going to va- are you going value world adventure? Where where do you want to stay and how many nights? What are we looking at here? And then I we'll let JT go on the You want to stay at the Polynesian? Are you peak or value? Uh, well, I tend to go in the value seasons because I don't like the crowds in the parks. So. Okay, and you want a lagoon or marina view or a garden view? Uh, I like a marina view. I enjoy seeing the, the marina the cat view, especially then. It's got to be yeah, a lot. Now. Rem- Remember, we're seven years removed from what we talked about earlier, where it was 200 some bucks, right? Uh, Marina View, and you're going for five, six, or seven. Well, we'll we're going to do seven nights because we want to compare it to the seven nights at the Ville in 1981. Right. Um, How many adults? Two of you going? Sure, why not? Okay. 
you are each twelve hundred and eighty-two dollars. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money in nineteen eighty-eight. Today's money, two thousand six hundred dollars. So add that and see see what that would cost today. That's definitely, uh, well, at the Polynesians, crazy rates. All right, so JT, you're gonna go. You wanted the. Got to find here the grand plan. I want the high roller. I want that camcorder. Yeah, yeah. You want the camcorder, uh, and you you need the babies sat uh, a couple nights. So they're only offering this in a six night plan. What are you going? Garden, pool, or marina? Uh let's do garden. I got to save some money. This is gonna okay. <laughs> and he... I'm not Rockefeller over here. <laughs> I'm trying to save now, money by not buying the camcorder. That's why I'm going with this package. It's not much more. Thirteen ninety six per person. Really? Yeah, your kids are going to cost you three hundred and forty four bucks because they're under eleven. Remember, this is when Disney still had uh, the uh, junior junior plans. That's over three uh, grand though per the adult. A little bit yeah, over three. Right. And don't forget. I mean, that includes your VCR and your your, your VHS uh, recorder. So that's huge. And a, and um, a lower back issue after the six days. That's <laughs> exactly. You had to carry it around with a strap around your left shoulder. Yeah, right? yeah. So. There's other things that they could do, too. So this is great. Look at this. You, you would just fill in this card, send it on its way, and you'd have a reservation. I, there, There's something about that, sending that in. Did, was there, you, yeah. did you put your check with it, or what did you do? Or well, did you pay at, when you the got whole, there? I think I'll have to look at this. The whole thing folded together. It was multiple pages, and you'd have to tape it. So I don't think you would put your check in here. Uh, Breakfast a la Disney is still being offered. No, you had to include money. Please make check payable. I just, so, that is so like weird to me to th- to trust yeah. that. Like you roll up, you know, it's like six months later. You're like, yeah, yeah. honey, I sent it in. They got it. And they go, we don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. well, they would mail you a confirmation. Right. Yeah. yeah I guess get, that's true. Get, yeah. Yeah. You would get, you would get a whole thing in yeah. like, like you do when you, I mean, I but back in the day, and I'm sure you remember this because I know you used to cruise in earlier years too, JT. I mean, you'd get a whole packet from the cruise line with your luggage tags uh-huh. and the the description of of um, uh, excursions and all kinds of stuff that you could add on. It's like a box almost. They you sent know. you like a thin yeah. box. Yeah, it was like. It was like well, what's, yep, what's interesting here, JT, is they want money for the learning adventures and and other plans. Uh, it looks like, but they are not asking for money down because they're asking for your, this is great. They want, you have to give a numerical list of your preferences of where you want to stay in views first oh. and the dates so they can I then get back those to ones. First choice, second yeah. choice, view, right. amount of money, you know. There was like 400,000 permutations and combinations. Now, what's, really what's interesting, gentlemen, is that this is 1988. This is one of the first times I've seen, I've seen some older ones and I'd love to try to book a rate. These actually say hotel rates stated are effective January 1st through December 17th, 1988. So they actually put a time. There are some out there that say that you can book your reservations and don't have any date limit on it. I'd love to send one in and see if we can get a, get a room at a good rate. We talked about the gold key a little earlier. I want to dive into that a little bit more. Um, we mentioned the world plan, you know, or the world adventure plan. So... The gold key, JT, Brian, you made fun of me all the time. It was awesome, right? So I want to read the back of the gold key club card that I had uh, in 1988. And uh, this is what it said. First of all, it identified me. It identified me as a world adventure guest. And this is what's interesting is because the front said Magic Kingdom Club. And when you mentioned earlier, we called it world adventure. 
the cards were the same, but you booked it through the Magic Kingdom Club, which was interesting. The back said the same thing. So it was very confusing which was Magic Kingdom Club and which was um, World Adventure. I can't find any documentation of Magic Kingdom Club and any brochures left that uh, explain this. But anyway, it's good for use of the transportation system, admission to the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, recreational facilities except arcades so you couldn't just put the thing in the <laughs> machine and just get quarters out right uh breakfast lunch and dinner at all walt disney world res- restaurants where waitress or buffet services available alcoholic beverages not included uh so it was it was it was everything you wanted six or seven lobster tails you just told them what you want i remember going with my parent and my grandparents and just say it was 1988 the first time we had it and i'm like i don't know if i want steak or lobster and the waiter's like dude you get this card i'll get you both and sure enough steak and lobster appeared um i was doing a little bit of research i I read about some of these individuals who said that early on pre-1988 um you would flash it anywhere and they would just hand you stuff admission card you know snack cards um liquor was included it was so it was just not, it was not known very well. It was kind of like uh, somebody referenced it here to the American Express black card, right? <laughs> you just flash this thing, and every com- everything just comes flying at you. Um, because, and it did include gratuities uh, originally too. So uh, I did not experience that portion of it, but it was a lot of fun. All right, we're just going to jump up three years, and then we got a little something, a little game to play here. Um, and uh, the, what's interesting is in these three years that went past. Again, pretty nondescript. You know, a little, little, little more interesting thing. We got the Disney MGM Studios opened up. Um, same catalog or same planner, but the the packages have just disappeared. So you still get all the same stuff in there. But it's a big year. They now have the, you know, you guys had the four day pass before. What 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 could top the four day pass in 1991? What how could you top the four day pass? Five. Five days. That's right. We're going to the <laughs> five, five super duper. It's the super pass, right? We weren't into super duper yet. That's another episode about tickets, right? We already talked about the super duper pass. Um, so you got same day admission, unlimited use of transportation, plus all caps exclamation point. Once you use your super pass for the first time, you're entitled to unlimited admission for the next seven days to Typhoon Lagoon, River Country, Discovery Island, and Pleasure Island. Just in case you wanted to go back to Discovery Island. Seven days in a row. <laughs> um, but the prices were, you know, we're going up a little bit. I, I, what's interesting is I don't have package plans here anymore. They they, they, they they removed that there. But Disney, a few years later, got really excited about trying to give you a two-minute quiz, as it says here. This is, uh, I don't know the year exactly on this, but early 90s. Uh, we've got studios opened up, Typhoon Lagoon, Caribbean Beach. Yeah, this is 92, 93, somewhere in there. So, gentlemen, you and, and I t- and I know how couldn't be with us tonight, but I texted him and he gave me his answer. So, i got to get a pen here and write this down. We're going to take a little quiz to determine what resort you guys are going to stay at. And for those of you playing at home, I'm going to read off the, the something at the end. So, feel free to write your own answers down. All right, here we go. Gentlemen, can each uh, just give me your answers? Don't have to compete with each other. When I close my eyes and think of a relaxing place, I see A, a calm lake, B, a soft beach, C, a relaxing room, 
D, a lush forest. E, spring garden. Or F, a green oasis. A, calm lake. JT is going with a calm lake. So that's A. Brian, what, what did you have in there? I don't know. I mean, a green oasis sounds... I mean, an oasis sounds delightful, doesn't it? Okay. Uh, it's up to you. This is your adventure. We're going to see how well this works. Green oasis is it? I'll final. The green oasis. <laughs> All right. Final answer. No phone of friends. I'd like to phone a friend. <laughs> Get back to me when you change that letter. Call how. All right. Number two. When I travel, I like to A, take it easy and be spontaneous. B, savor casual elegance. C, stay in a country inn. D, get closer to nature. E, explore different cultures. Or F, venture into the unknown. I like casual elegance. Casual elegance. Brian goes with B. Okay. Uh, What was A? A was take it easy and be spontaneous. Yeah, I'll do that. All right. So you're A. See how you do. If these foods were on a menu, this one's for you, Brian. I'd be most hungry for A, fresh seafood with chocolate mousse for dessert. B, fish and chips and saltwater taffy. C, scrumptious buffet with French fried ice cream. D, grilled hot dogs and roasted marshmallows. E, a spicy international buffet with fresh fruit. Or F, steak, salad, and a good wine. Seafood and chocolate mousse. Seafood and chocolate mousse. Hey, all right. JT? F, steak, salad, wine. Steak, salad, wine. Okay. Um, I have to get uh, Howe's answers out here in a second, too. On vacation, I most appreciate A, variety, B, charm, C, comfort, D, recreation, E, novelty, or F, ease. C. Comfort. C. Is that C? Comfort? Yeah, yeah comfort. Look at that. So just so you know, uh, how answered as follows. He answered uh, soft beach. He would like to explore different cultures. Uh, just like uh, JT, he went for the steak salad and a good wine. And he most appreciates ease. And then, uh, JT, do you have a computer we can fire, the Computron? Is that, ava- <laughs> is that available tonight to do some of this work? It is. Let me get, let, let me get a cord. i got to run it. Okay. So, All right, I'm ready. So if we put these on into the Walt Disney World Computron Resort Finder. Okay. The uh, Studer computer? Exactly. We're putting this in. So here's the instructions for those at home. You're supposed to note the number of times you selected each letter and see which one shows up most often. This, there wasn't there that many. Four yeah, say this wasn't that. You, <laughs> no, could have, is... you could have all different ones. Well, we're going to find out what's going on here. Oh, there's not. Okay. All right. So here you go. JT. Yeah. You are headed to Disney's Village Resort because you selected A twice. You wanted a calm lake, take it easy, and be spontaneous. Okay. Okay. Where do I get that steak then? I don't, I don't know that part of it. You're going to have to go off property. Right. Yeah. You can so take what, a free what shuttle year bus. is this, by the 91. way? What, this is around 91, so 92, is, yeah. So that's the Village Inn, the current Shades of Green is what you're talking about for him, right? Uh, well, it says Village Resort, so not Shades of Green. It would be over at... Um, so then he's down at the Villas. He's at the Villas, Lake yeah. Blake Buena Vista Village, yep. okay. All right, here we go, because it's, it's Disney Inns listed on here. Uh, how? Mm. He's not with us tonight, but he, he had B-E-F-F. 
Uh, so that brings him. He is staying at the Contemporary Resort. Oh. Okay. I can see that just hanging out at the corrugated wall. Exactly. Yeah. Just <laughs> he wants ease, which ah monorail walking distance, right? Yeah. And there's ease. his stake up upstairs. Venture and venture into the end. Well, unfortunately, uh, oh yes, that was well. No, he didn't choose. Yes, he did choose steak. Yeah. Right, steak, salad, and a good wine, and ease. So he's got that. Um, Brian, you broke the computer. You broke the computer. My Story friend. of my life, Todd. <laughs> I am a man of many contrasts. We have we have that. to tell you what all of your choices are, uh, and then you're gonna have to choose one because you had not you you chose different letters. <laughs> so you chose Disney's Contemporary Resort, uh, Disney's Yacht and Beach Club Resort, Disney's Village Resort, and the Disney Inn. What your I'm choice. staying at the Yacht and Beach Club. Yacht and Beach Club, wise choice. <laughs> you, so you, you picked all these other random ones. You get to stay in a Chevy Citation, actually, in the parking <laughs> lot. <right>. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, I, I, the reason I did that, I, I hope everybody played along at home. So let me give you the, the answer key uh, for here. Was If you had A, it was the Village Resort. B, was Yacht and Beach Club Resorts. C, the Disney Inn. D, Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Disappointed, JT. You didn't come up with that. Um, Disney's Polynesian was C. Oh, I'm sorry, E, and Disney's Contemporary Resort was F. Um, gentlemen, if you noticed, I also on most of those I made sure I said Disney's Village Resort. They made it very clear at, at some point that these were all their property because they did not yes. want it to be confused with off property. And we're going to talk about off property packages a little bit here. So this was a vacation planner. Check this out. This is another one. You got to you got to get out. Look at this. You got to get. Another poster that you got to put oh, on the spread. I loved but these as a check kid. Check this out at the bottom. Oh, the, the the calendar is of when the value seasons are and when the prime exactly, seasons are. Exactly, exactly. And basically what they were trying to do is that these are special rates and anywhere you saw that gray blob, don't bother coming. We're not giving you a discount. We've got enough people already. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, so this didn't have any packages. This was a, just a neat as they call it, vacation planner. There's really not much in here to plan. It's basically a giant poster. 1996, gentlemen. What's going on in 1996? Uh, I was in eighth grade, and I went twice that year. Yeah, the Value Resort's open, too. I was on the oh. roof of the Wilderness Lodge that year. Value Resorts. Yeah. We got the Wilderness Lodge is open mm-hmm. now. According to this, we got oh, we got Mickey Waffles now. Uh, and JT, oh, that's a Cutlass Sierra. Back, uh, yeah, man. What, what do we got here? The standard. That on they the sold more of them than anything. Cutlass Sierra. All right. The standard. Well, in 1995, 1996, they started putting some more plans back in place. JT, I know you want to go back on the grand plan. I'm sure, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because you know why? What else was there that year? The Castle Cake, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. They added some things to the grand plan. So uh, you still get your video camera. You got baggage handling, valet parking. It might have been a VHSC by this point. <laughs> it right? might have been, yeah. But you can send your kids off now for a Wonders of Walt Disney World learning program for 10 to 15. Um, I don't see on here the... Uh, no, you still get the six hours of, of children's supervised activities each, each day or private in-room babysitting. Compliment, complimentary use of everything is right there. Uh, then they, they downgraded from there. You went to Deluxe Magic, Resort Magic, and the lowest was Festival Magic. But in Festival Magic, you still got one breakfast with Disney characters at several locations. 
Um, and these, uh, these prices ranged, um, you know, uh, $1,299 to so $1,300 all the way down to uh, $398. However, big, big thing came out that year. JT, you can't, sp- you can't splurge for the grand plan, right? You had a bad year. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? If you don't, you gotta, you can't, you want to take the kids. You can't pay for the grand plan. You can't pay for the deluxe, the resort. You're going festival magic. How could you one-up this at a good price? I don't know. Well, if you're getting the package, I don't know. What do you mean one-up? Well, like... Festival Magic just gives you one breakfast and, and accommodations and your tickets. How can you, how can you, want, how can you plus one that for your family? Uh, well, park Hopper. No, yeah. no, no, because that's still included. You're going to do this, my friend. Food and fun. Disney's food and fun card option. So I've got it here. So this is an actual ticket from, uh, I did this in 1996 with my girlfriend at the time. Um, you were given a number of these depending on how many nights you stayed and you used every single ticket for food, no matter. And you can see here, we didn't use all of the tickets for recreation. Um, I think they, so this was, this says adult M813. I think this was basically for uh, three nights or something like that. But here's what you got. You got breakfast and dinner each day at over 50 select Walt Disney World restaurants. Gratuities were included. You got daily use of Walt Disney World recreational activities, including fishing, tennis, sailing, horseback riding, volleyball, boating, bicycling, golf, arcades, and electric carts were not. Oh, sorry. Golf, arcades, and electric carts weren't included. So you just show up, tear one of these off. You'd be good to go. Give you a horse. Yeah, you get a horse. <laughs> exactly. Um, the price per person, it started at four nights, 220 bucks for an adult. For that little food and fun coupon? So you got breakfast and dinner. And you could do something recreational every single day. Four hundred bucks, roughly, in today's money. Four hundred bucks for a hundred dollars a day. You had breakfast, and it didn't matter where you ate. There were very few restrictions. I think, like, obviously, I don't think Victoria was Victoria Alberts open then. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, you can go do that before your horseback riding. <laughs> absolutely. If you if, if anything comes up, you just go use another ticket. Go eat again. It's not a big deal. You know, the recreation the recreation keeps you out That's of the right. theme parks from using their their attractions yep. and clogging up their theme. You know, you know what they call those fun coupons. That's what they call those. <laughs> <It's a fun laughs> yeah. Um, but that's not all, gentlemen. We 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 are getting into package. We're getting deep into packages. We have the Fort Wilderness Adventure, which was added. You got same thing: accommodations, unlimited Magic Pass, but you got two breakfasts or two lunches, one dinner at the Hoopty Doo, and a recreational activity. That's not good enough. How about the All Star Magic, which they put you up at the All Star Resort? <laughs> that's, that's it. Like, all right. Well, that's fine. You know. Uh, and you got your, you got your tickets. <laughs> what if I just it's booked giant, it? There's a giant baseball out front. Exactly. Um, what if you just booked the All Star Resort separate? Right. Was there any magic involved, or is it? Yeah, you were only paying fifty nine dollars yeah. or sixty yeah. dollars a night. That was magic. JT, you know, you had the kids, but you might want to go down there with just your wife, right? They have the the resort romance package. Um, oh, yeah. You would get a. a Room and, and admission, daily continental breakfast delivered to your room. Say that. Uh, is this all star or because that's not too romantic? It wasn't, no, it's not included. It's not an option for <laughs> this. Put you right next to the big baseballs that's or right. something. Yeah. The all star, they had the McDonald's right there. Exactly. The way out. You could grab yourself a sausage <laughs> with a You and your bride can split <laughs> a hot apple pie. <laughs> we'll even serve it with a fork. <laughs> Uh, you would get dinner for two one evening, uh, fruit and cheese basket, 
and a Mickey in You portrait session. No. Nope. So I don't know if that's like a boudoir or what that is. <laughs> Brian, this one's for you, though. I got the Jolly Holidays. I did the Jolly did Holidays show at the oh. Contemporary. Yes, the last year then that it ran. Then you did the all-you-can-eat holiday feast at the Jolly Holiday Dinner Show Spectacular. Ballroom of the Americas? I don't have the best memory of our dinner okay. there. I do have a photograph of... You know, they come around like cruise ship right, style right, and yeah. take photos of each party at the table, and you would get that photo included yep. at the end of the night in a little Jolly Holidays um, uh, le- leatherette mm-hmm. binder that they would give you. Uh, but I don't remember the dinner. But if you say it was all well, we could eat, if you, I'm willing to. If you went on the pack, that that, yeah, that's what it says. All you can eat. So, uh, for those that like the links, they had a golf getaway. Um, <laughs> which doesn't include admission to any theme park because <laughs> you're you're on the links. So, uh, and then they that's a good package on your uh, you know your business trip. Yeah, or something, exactly. Or if you're down there, you know you don't you don't have time to do that. Some people literally go, used to go just go to golf. Yep. I mean, and then had the, this one's weird. This is the fall fantasy. It was uh, only valid from August 28th through November 20th. Obviously fall, uh, but it was during the PGA golf tournament um, and the doll and teddy bear convention. Just reading. So you got your, your room, you got daily breakfast, you got a fall fantasy coupon book valued up to $500, one per party. And uh, I love how they tout unlimited use of the Walt Disney World transportation system everywhere. It's like... I mean, that was just like one of the perks of staying on property, right. I recall, especially in that era. I mean, that was... Yeah, and I remember having to show a card, too, as well. So um, They always did that. Yeah. Like I remember that through the 90s and even the two, they, hey, hang on to this because we're going to check you on the bus, and nobody ever did. It, yeah, exactly. So the last one here I wanted to go through, I, I couldn't... This is 92 to 93, so this is actually backwards a little bit, so... Um, I love this. You gotta look, get a little of this, guys. The title of the, these pages is called "Simplify Your Vacation." Look at this. <laughs> oh, it's so, so simple. simple. There's like twelve boxes on this, so I'm not Came gonna with go. The decoder on pin to understand what happened yep. on the page. <laughs> so we've got some fun questions here. So we've got our festival magic. Uh, we've got our golf getaway. We've got resort magic. We've got our Fort Wilderness adventure. Um, the resort romance package is still there. Um, and, and this year you had four continental breakfasts, breakfast delivered to your room and you got your deluxe magic. However, big change here. Disney, um, JT, we put you up at the Grand Floridian under the grand plan. Yep. You decide on your next trip. You're not, you're not going to the grand. You said, you know what? I'm going to the yacht and beach club. Okay. What would the plan be? The yacht plan, the beach plan, <laughs> the, the nautical plan, the captain's the plan. The New Englander uh, plan. Admiral plan. Brian got it. He got it. And it's, I, I love this here that they, if you look there, they just, it's the same thing. They just put the title on twice. Yeah. So nice they named it twice with two different names, right? So there were a lot of different packages. Um, you know, and packages weren't the only thing. There were all these different passports and, and tickets and all different things that they did over the years. Um, you know, uh, it's just amazing. And What's really cool is you start to go through these. Remember, they could start booking you on cruises before they had Disney Cruise. Is that the big red big boat? Red boat. Oh, yeah, big Premier Cruises, boat. the big red boat. So we're going to step away from Disney's uh, package plans. I got two other little ones I wanted to talk about here before we wrap it up. Um, this is American Express Vacations. 
And okay. this is the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, 1991. Oh, wait, there's a flyer in here. What is this? Oh, look at this. You've won a free trip to Walt Co- Disney World. New Coastal Florida Vacations. See pages. Um, and according to this, American Express Vacations offer you so much more. I mean, why would you book anywhere else? So they go through all the standard things. Now, we are not part of Walt Disney World's packages now, right? This is American Express putting stuff together. So they started to come up uh, with their own packages that you could do. So they have a couple in here that are all-inclusive. So this one's this one's pretty good. So we're going to read the larger one, which is the Grand Fantasy. They also had the World Celebration. So... JT, at the end here, I want to tell you. You want you want to tell me? Do you want to do the grand plan from Disney, or do you want the grand fantasy from American Express? Okay, because this is, I mean, let's change it up. We'll do the American Express here. Yeah, that's well. You're gonna. I'm gonna tell you at the end. Right, right you're gonna tell me okay. at the end which one you like better. Okay, so here okay. you go. You're gonna get your your hotel accommodations, breakfast, lunch, and dinner daily, including in room dining, uh, fast food from all permanent and temporary food wagons. Except those located in the theme parks again. <laughs> round trip airfare, round trip airport hotel transfers, unlimited admission to all your parks. Um, the early bird special gets you into the Magic Kingdom one hour prior to official opening time. Breakfast. Oh, I remember that they yeah. did this. Yeah. Breakfast with the Disney characters on your early bird day. $5. $5 in Disney dollars. Complimentary transportation. Uh, from, from your doorstep to the theme parks. Because they don't know. It doesn't necessarily mean you're staying in a resort. But, well, I guess it is Grand Floridian. Oh, yeah, it is. It's at Grand Floridian. Sorry. Um, a special Walt Disney World guest identification card guarantees you park admission even if the gates are closed after reaching capacity. What? You get one copy of Steve Birnbaum's official guide, a $20 merchandise gift certificate, one per adult, gratuities for baggage handling, valet parking gratuities, mouseketeer club and in-room babysitting for up to six hours, the use of the video camera again, the use of strollers and wheelchairs, <laughs> special in-room amenities including flowers, fruit basket, turn-down service, daily Orlando Sentinel in two robes, and special Grand Fancy desk assistance. Please proceed there after registering at the check-in desk. I'll tell you what. That's pretty damn. There's inclusive. a couple extra perks. There are, and see page four for rate selection for pricing information. So, I, I'm willing to bet that it was maybe five people tops in the history of that that splurged. the park was at capacity. They flashed that ID card <laughs> exactly. and they let them in. Like, honey, don't worry, I got us covered. That's I right. booked. <laughs> That's right. Well, you and the missus is going down. If you're going down for four nights, my friend, that 1991 would have cost you fourteen hundred and thirty-four dollars. That's land only. If you wanted them to fly you down too, it's a deal. Sixteen seventy. That's a garden view, and uh, it would go all the way up to two thousand for four nights if you want to the concierge. Is that per person? Yeah. Jeez, and today's my that's thirty two hundred dollars in today's money for the airfare one. Yeah, I'm sure some of our listeners out there are going to try to compute this all up and uh, tell us where the which right. which of these packages was the best value or how it relates. Um, but Brian, what was interesting in here? We've talked a lot about uh, you know you know the uh, sorry, I forgot to find the page here. The village, Walt Disney World Village Hotel Plaza. And they were yeah. left out by Disney as as packages, so they didn't need things like American Express or 
Delta and, and, and uh, uh, Eastern to put together packages to get people there. And um, they do have their own packages here. We're not going to go through them in all detail, but, uh, you know, it includes round-trip airfare, all your taxes, your hotel room, and they've got some, you know, nice pictures uh, of the rooms and such. So that was another way for you to make these packages. Now, what's interesting, though, is you, you go through this and, you know, you, you see Walt Disney World and then it starts going off property and it starts getting really weird. And, um, you know, there's there's hotels and advertisements and things in here that, you know, you may not have been interested in the Orlando area. Um, so the last one I got. Brian, you and I grew up on the East Coast. This was something we always heard about. I just wanted to show you this. Look at this. The Amtrak. Oh, the Amtrak, auto train. Auto Amtrak's train, auto right. train. Which ran a lot longer than, like, I always thought it was like a 90s invention. And yeah, same they've here. They've been running it down there a they long really time. They really have. I, I'm trying to see where I can't. Yeah, I don't have the, there's no date on this one. Um, and the, the reason they don't have any particular packages for Disney on here, it was it was stuffed in an envelope of other ephemera we had received over the years. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to talk about this and, and, and bring it up because we talked about airfare, we talked about flying, and, and this was a way for people to book packages and not use the airfare option uh, and get themselves down there, not have to rent a car. If you didn't want to have a Chevy Citation, you had a Ford Pinto, you could bring your Pinto on the train. Or what would be your recommended mode of travel? JT back then instead of a citation, what would you, what would you put on the auto train and bring it down? It, what year? Oh, I don't know. You know, nineteen eighty. Just you know, give me give me something. What would you rather put on there? Uh, I mean nothing. That's what I was really. thinking. There's yeah, there's not a lot that I I'm fond okay. of in that era at all. But you know, my my thoughts on the auto train was it cheaper then? Because I've always wow. priced it out it's for fun. It's expensive right can, now. You can fly there yes. and rent a car cheaper, a very nice car cheaper than doing like that. That is a serious premium to have your own car right. down there, and also take a what, fifteen hour train ride oh, or something. I mean, it's, it's well, I'll go. I'll have the times here in a second. Yeah, I'll tell you what it is. I I can tell. Yeah, we would pull out because I did the. Oh, trip. You, did you you put a car on? We had we did it in uh, post nine eleven when I was flight apprehensive. Yep. And uh, the auto train cured me of my flight apprehension. <laughs> you're now <laughs> train apprehensive. I mean, because you're from where I am. Uh, I know Rob is listening to this, who didn't think it was as bad as I did. But I, you know, it was a five or six hour drive to Lorton, Virginia, from from here in Philadelphia. Uh, you're going south of DC, and you're dealing with traffic and everything else. So you had to be down there. The train pulls out at, I think, 4 o'clock, but you had to be there loading on by noon. And look at that. It's still leaving uh, at 4 the, o'clock. The, this is 1973. I just found the date. It's still leaving at 4 p.m. Right. So that's, that's yep. Right. So and it, so it was a general thing, and you could show up. I forget how early, the earliest you could check yep. in. But the earlier you got there, the earlier car came off the mm-hmm. train. So there were like the rope droppers who would get there at like 10 o'clock in the morning to be like the first cars. And then in what line. do you do? Walk over and sit at the McDonald's and then hang and out a- all day yeah. at the Lorton. No, they would just hang out at the Lorton. You, you didn't have your car anymore. You were just sitting in the waiting oh, room. That terminal was until brand they new, would, by the way, Brian, in 2000. Uh, what's the that? The Lorton terminal was new in 2000. Yeah. So then they would, then you get on the train and you, you know, for, for those peons there, you, we don't have a roomette or a, a little room. You got a seat. You know, you got a right. coach seat, 
with uh, they, they load your luggage on and all. Actually, a lot of the luggage is in the car. So you had an overnight bag. And so you're sitting in this sh- seat, and at 4 o'clock it pulls out, and it's exciting. Oh, we're finally underway. <laughs> For about a half hour. <laughs> well, if you've ever traveled by train, you know that train tracks run through poor areas, industrial areas that run, you know, this is not the Pacific Coastliner. Right. You know, where you're riding on the edge of the ocean up and down the California <laughs> coast. I mean, the East Coast trains, these were industrial train lines. So you're just running through like the poorest, most depressing looking things out the window. And the train, and you're just rocking back and forth. I do remember, JT, you the steak salad and wine lover, us having our dinner at six or seven o'clock, whatever it was. And I, I mean, the the meat was like you were eating shoe leather. It was oh, I can imagine. You know, it was like a steak dinner. It was terrible, and so like you make your way through this thing, and then at nine o'clock or whatever, you're done dinner. We're back sitting in our <laughs> in our coach seat, fifty five miles an hour. I, whatever yeah. it's going, uh, not much and better. It's dark out, so there's nothing to see, um, and it just goes. And so you would tell I who can't sleep on planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, I remember attempting to kind of like zone out after 11, 12 o'clock, but I don't think I got more than, you know, 30 minutes at a time of sleep. So nine o'clock in the morning, you're in, was it Sanford? Sanford, I forget where it, yeah, you're in Sanford, at which point if you've ever flown into Sanford, there's an airport there too, you're a good 45 minutes to an hour from Disney property. So, but that's not all, folks. You get off the auto train, un- not well rested, having used a shared bathroom overnight and tried to shave and whatever. <laughs> you get off, and then you got to sit around another terminal waiting for them uh, to load your car off, which could take an hour or two before your car finally. Right. Gets I'm looking off. at do how they, they load to, these they, things. It's it's oh, it's terribly. Do they load it or you load it? They load oh. it. They load it and yeah. unload it. So so it's like they pull off one at a time, and then, you you know, let's get in and go. You know, let's get out of here. And, and of course, at that point, you're tired. You you stink. You're like, you want. And then you get there and. Check it. You know, Check-ins little, not till four. <laughs> ah, there you go. There you go. Like, it's a little more flexible now, especially in Disney property. They used to be really good about, oh, you got there at 10 o'clock in the morning. They'd give you an empty room. You know, they'd, they'd try to get you checked in early. Uh, but especially back then, like four o'clock was four o'clock and your room might be ready. Right. For right. So you were like going to the parks or go, it was just, I just, it was a never again thing for me after we did it. I said, and, and the worst was coming oh. home because you do the overnight, you know, you're leaving down there and you get out, you get off in Virginia. And then I still had like a four hour drive before we right. got home. It was, so, so what's interesting is there, yeah, this is 1973. Again. We're going to do the price here in a minute, but they're not talking about. They're not comparing it to flying because, I mean, flying was, you know, still relatively, relatively very expensive at 73. Um, that's pre-deregulation, all that. And uh, it's really touting that you're going to save gasoline, reduces air pollution, uh, reduces highway you know, congestion. Uh, and we think you'll agree that the auto train is the most sensible way to go to and from Florida. So... Night. Now, when the when gas prices are super high, maybe it's a but that is a but. Where do you see this price ride. for nineteen? Get the inflation calculator ready for this, I'm and ready. then we should probably price it out today. So this included an automobile, automobile, and up to two people. 
So let's let's price out a family of four, okay? Um, so it's 198 plus 25 bucks plus 25 bucks. So 248 dollars um, to go down there with your car. Um, and if you want to upgrade, you had to pay another 45 bucks for two passengers to ride in a private double double occupancy compartment. Um, we'll do the 248. Yeah, it's a 248, 1973 into now. $1,400 in today's man. money. That's our worst inflation tonight. And what does Auto Train yeah. run now? $1,400 probably. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember hearing it. I didn't hear about this till like, you know, 2005, six, And I was like, uh, my big thing, because, you know, I like to, you know, keep my cars nice. It's like, ah, oh, think of all the stone chips I'm not going to have in my car. Mileage, you know, it's worth it. But then I was like, Good God! You could fly there and rent a car for cheaper. Uh, exactly. I mean, it, it's it's a great convenience for people who you know, have a minivan and want, or maybe a, a assisted vehicle or something like that, where they can't get that stuff down there. That's true. Right. There's there's and there's families that took it and have fond memories and still take it. And I'm sure we're going to get emails from people who love it. But and maybe if you're in proximity to Lorton, yeah. Uh, it's a convenient way to go, uh, but I, you know, it ain't. Or you can have somebody um, drop your car off early. You know. you know, it's the first dawn. You go somewhere else. You come back, pick it up. And we should also note that I mean, you're talking about back in the '70s and '80s. I mean, that was, you know, before the deregulation of the airlines. I know we've done that on prior episodes, but you know, flying to Florida was like nine hundred dollars a person right. a coach back then when the airline routes were regulated and there was no competition. I mean, you. You know, that, that was a lot different than it made the auto train make a lot more sense for a family of four than, you know, let's drop three grand on plane right, tickets. Right. And, and the other thing, too, you got to look at back then is, the, you know, it, the highway wasn't as kind as it is now. I mean, you didn't have the big super uh, Bucky stores and the nice hotels to stay in. Like, I right. mean, you know, road tripping now is, is much more comfortable than it used to be, yep. especially with cars, because who wants to ride 14 hours in a citation down the highway? <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, and I, I just priced it out. So, oh, my gosh, you have to add your vehicle on top of it. The vehicle alone right now is $466. So it's it really hasn't changed because I just priced it for March sometime, and, and it's coming up at 1154 for for a family of four. Well, why don't you take it down to uh, yeah, Retro sure. Magic, and we'll see how yeah, you feel exactly. when you get I'll there. Yeah, exactly. I'll feel awful. I took a train once from New York City. I took the 2.30 a.m. out of New York to Boston. My company splurged, <laughs> got me a sleeper. It's not a sleeper. It's called a rocker. And that's all it does. It just yeah. rocks you. And, and you have a toilet next to the seat. It's gross. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, the only the only way that you're going to sleep on the auto train uh, is if Dr. Conrad Murray's there to give you some Michael Jackson medicine. <laughs> that's my milk, Brian. That's my milk. Just, just help me go to sleep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed uh, pretending here and, and, and determining what your favorite resort was and vacation planning with me. I appreciate the information on this learning that it was a, a Chevy Citation and uh, Brian got me the menu. Now I know I ate breakfast a la Disney. Um, and it's pretty cool. I found my mom's I, original plant. You so. know, we're, go we're going to have the chef who <laughs> opened uh, the Empress Lily and did this breakfast. 
at Retro oh Magic goodness. in two months. So you could ask him about the scrambled eggs, what kind of yeah, Danish what they was had. The Danish? You know? what, did, did you use us? Os- were you forced to use Oscar Mayer bacon? Right? Did you? Was it your decision not syrup, to have yes. the uh, syrup? Yeah, syrup items. And, I have. You know, we. You know what we could do, Brian? Yeah. We could get everybody those big circle stickers that they write their name on with the permanent marker. That yeah, on the, the <laughs> for front lunch. of the chest. Yeah, I'm wearing one of those. <laughs> well, JT, I have to get you some more of these photos. They're actually they're all on our website. We'll link to, we'll link to them, and so you can put them in the show notes because I uploaded that whole album from 1980. But um, if any of you out there have, uh, you know, any memories of booking, um, your trips or anything like that, let us know. Uh, one of the things, gentlemen, I forgot, I, I could not find it. I thought I had a copy. Brian, you mentioned they would send you a receipt. Um, in the nineties, the receipts were yellow and purple and red, and they matched the signs, the recent signs that they just took down. I don't know if you guys remember getting those, but that was always exciting. You got your. I've got one right here. There it is. Oh, there it is. You have a copy of it. The, the, yeah, I have to find mine. I've got them somewhere. I just haven't been able to look it up. But that would come in the mail. Oh, you'd be so excited. Had everything lined up. It would tell you how much you owed on what day. <laughs> so. Pref- preferred Fort Wilderness site, $70 plus tax per night. Oh, look at that. Yeah. And then we have another one. This one came too. This is more your uh, folio at the end. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. What what you owe and everything. Mm-hmm. We've got so the much good uh, stuff out there. The RV measurements from my grandpa. He was measuring for something on vacation. Make sure he fits when he pulls into that spot, right? Yeah, pretty much. Spring break '99. All right. Well, again, if anybody out there, if you have some uh, fun things uh, that you can uh, reminisce about on your vacation planning, please send it to us um, and uh, let us know uh, what you've got there. If you've got any interesting vacation guides, we'd love to see some photos of them. We can add them in uh, to our uh, to our, our online pictorial souvenir. Um, as always, uh, you can find our information on RetroWW.com. And if you go to RetroWW.com forward slash support us, take you to our T Public shop where we get all sorts of uh, some new pl- uh, new designs up there. Uh, and actually, i got to go there right now because I know how to put some new ones up there and uh, th- th- that sold pretty well. So we've got uh, a new Retro Magic shirt, uh, which is up there. Retro Magic 50s coming around. Yeah. Um, we also have the Nunes landscaping shirt, green side up since 1971. And, uh, there's a USS, uh, US steel were involved shirt, which is great too. And I'm sure we'll have some other new ideas coming in as well. So, um, as always, if you can give us a shout out on iTunes, um, and Brian, you want to just give a, a little retro magic, uh, just head over to retromagic.org and get your tickets. If, uh, if, uh, you're available to, to come down there and, Join us on April 24th at the Contemporary Resort. Yep. It'll be the most exciting Sunday since uh, Easter Sunday. That's right. So, so be there. It's going to be. Or Super Bowl Sunday. Whatever exciting. Whichever Sunday is most important to you, right? So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So it was great to listen to you, uh, talk with you guys uh, this evening. Appreciate your time as always. We appreciate all of our listeners. If you can, give us a shout out on itunes if possible we are going to be busy over the next few months so we'll work to get some additional episodes out we're only uh, about uh, 60 days away or so from retro magic and again if you'd like to join us retromagic.org so we'll definitely work to try and get some additional episodes out here in the next few months um and keep you guys uh, interested and keep some new stories and things coming to you um we've got some new ideas for some additional uh, attraction uh, episodes and a few other things that we're working on all good surprises for it 
So with that, thank you very much for listening. We will talk to you next month. And with that, Brian, take us out. Follow the Lake Buena Vista Historical Society on Twitter and Instagram at LBV History and on the web at lbvhistory.org. For all things Retro Disney World, including exclusive merchandise, visit us on the web at retrowdw.com and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at RetroWDW. And follow our hosts, Todd McCartney, on Twitter at WDWMS, Hal Bowers on Twitter and Instagram at GoAwayGreen, JT Couser on Twitter at LS1JT, and on YouTube at Rubber City Motoring, and on the web at RubberCityMotoring.com. And you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Brian P. Miles. Retro Disney World is the monthly podcast of the Lake Buena Vista Historical Society, a nonpartisan, nonprofit, tax exempt 501c3 organization, and is not affiliated in any way with the Walt Disney Corporation or any of its subsidiary or affiliated entities. Mm-hmm.